the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, back with you. I got to tell you what, Congressman French Hill is with us from, uh, are you in D- back in D.C. or are you still here in Arkansas, Congressman? Man, I'm neither. I'm on the road all week going from town to town. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's join up here because uh, I want to talk about Homeland Security first, dealing with the, the president coming out with these new thoughts that he has on immigration policy. In fact, not really new ideas, ideas that have been out there, but never used the way they should have been. So let's let's talk about this, because I think this is what everybody needs to hear about and hear the truth from you about what's going on, because the Democrats are going to take this and twist it in such a pretzel. It will be uh, crazy. So let's let's get the truth out first. Let's talk about what the president is saying he wants to do on the border. And with that, I'll just turn it to you so you can talk about it. You bet. Well, it's a treat to be with you today. And again, congrats. I posted last week, but a hearty congratulations on 50 years of broadcasting. Thank you. That is awesome. Well, listen, let's talk about this, because I thought the president's proposal was actually a very creative one. And for the naysayers out there, uh, let's set the stage. First of all, if you come into a port of entry or between a port of entry, and claim asylum, uh, that you are having credible fear of injury in your home country, uh, you are processed and set aside for a hearing, and you're typically released uh, into the country. And uh, it, the statistics are a substantial majority. I've seen numbers as high as 80 percent never show up for those uh, hearings on their asylum case, whether they should be deported mm-hmm. or admitted to the country as an asylum. Right. Secondly, we had this Clinton policy that we've talked about so many times, the Flores Agreement, which has a limitation on how long a young person, a child, can be held before they have to be released. Generally, that's about 20 days. And that's what breaks families up. So what the president has asked his team to do, headed by Acting Secretary Kevin McLennan, is really clear. Let's propose we hold families together beyond 20 days. Why is that a good thing? First of all, the president says, let's let a federal judge rule on it. Well, that's a good idea. So for the naysayers out there, this is a something the federal judge would actually ultimately have to approve. It does two things. One, it doesn't allow people to just be, quote, catched, caught, and released into the population that they never did adjudicate it. We never know where they are. It cleans up that problem. Two, it cleans up this challenge, this humanitarian crisis of families being broken apart because of the Clinton uh, ruling back in the the 1990s. And finally, I would say it will also help family unity because we have so many coyotes that pair up children with uh, adult males, sometimes females, claiming their children. And this allows us to do that proper uh, determination that it really is a family, and then we try to keep the family together. It's, I think it's a 
a policy that attempts to tackle these two big challenges in the immigration world. Is the president saying since these families now would stay together and they would stay there until they can get them in front of a judge and determine their status, are they going to build some different kind of facilities for these people? Well, the Department of Human Services, you know, after someone is at a detention facility, if it is a family, it goes to or a uh, or a um, um, a child, unaccompanied child. They do go to facilities run by the Department of Human Services, and they are, you know, just what they sound like. They're they're more residential facilities. They have playgrounds. They have access to schools and health care. Uh, in case someone gets sick in that condition. And I would say yes, that if this becomes the policy of the country, I'm not sure we have enough of those uh, longer-term temporary beds. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like it seems like a, a, at least not doing the status quo, which is like banging your head against the wall, and you're just happy when you stop doing it because it quits hurting so badly. So... How long before we'll know if if this is going to be actually allowed to go into effect and have the Democrats already started yelling? Well, uh, of course they have. Uh, This is a proposed rule, so it'll have to uh, uh, be considered. Uh, And I think, as I said, it'll require a federal judge's ultimate approval before it goes into effect. Uh, It also would establish standards for those detention centers. So, look, this is the Homeland Security directly responding to the crisis that we have on the border. Right. We have on track to have almost a million people uh, come into the country this year unlawfully, and a big proportion have children involved. And that's why I think uh, the president's asked that this be done And as you say, it's better than beating your head against the wall. It is better than current status quo, which is this Bill Clinton era Flores arrangement, and our policy on under the credible fear asylum claim of catch and release into the into the interior of the country. All right. So then here's my question for you. The leadership of the Democrats in the House, Pelosi and, and the rest of them, are they willing to depoliticize and look at this as a way of humanitarily taking care of these people and a a great way, it sounds like to me, to move forward, or are they going to continue to uh, use it as a, you know, a a baseball bat to try to beat the president with? I see. I've not seen any evidence in the seven months of this new Congress of uh, the Democrats in the House depoliticizing uh, really any topic uh, from infanticide to 16-year-olds voting to taking over federal election systems. The list just goes on and on. So I'm actually not confident, but I, I want to reiterate, this is a an attempt by the Trump administration to improve current law and proposing that a federal judge bless it. And I would think uh, constructive, well-meaning Democrats would find this much better than our broken status quo. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, you would think so, but it's going to be an election year, and we're already into it. And because yep. of that, I don't see them doing anything that that gives the president any kind of a of a victory with this. But uh, you know, and and I'm not all all for building up 
you know, some kind of housing or apartments or whatever no, to put I these know. people up. And, and I'll be clear, this is something I've studied. That's an instinct I have that if we if we didn't release these family units to another relative, quote-unquote, or family member around the country, and we did keep them pending their judicial process, I'm, I'm guessing this is a French Hill assumption that we don't have uh, sufficient units for that, but we may come up with you know, a way to, in the short term, deal with that. We have increased judges. Let me reiterate that because that gets that's a question I get all the time. President Trump, we got a few at the end of the Obama administration, but we've got, I think, upwards of 300 more federal judges available to adjudicate these claims now. So, uh, but it is an overwhelming task, as you as you and I have talked. There are over 700,000 pending wow. court cases on on these. Yep. It's incredible. It is really incredible. All right. Let's take a break. Uh, Congressman, Congressman French Hill is with us. District two. He joins us every Wednesday at this time. And we talk about big issues. This is a big issue. You know, the border is a huge issue. And the president, I think, and his people, his administration have come up with some, uh, I think, some good ideas. And I, I would sure like to see a move this way. How do you get this Real quickly, before we go to the break, uh, Congressman, how do we get this in front of a federal judge? Is somebody else going to have to do it, or can the, the can the president's administrative assistants do it for him? Well, uh, he is proposing it as a rule, and so it'll go through the Administrative Procedures Act. Uh, however, any change to that Flores agreement, I think, is bound to end up in federal court. But I think the president's folks— uh, led by the Acting Secretary of Homeland Security, are pursuing it uh, to do it that way and not, in other words, they're seeking a federal ruling on it since it's a change in existing policies. All right. When we come back, let's talk about what's going on in Syria. Uh, he is at it again over there. Saad's at it again, and he's, he's killing uh, innocents. We'll talk about that with the congressman when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's finish up our conversation with Congressman French Hill. He's the congressman, of course, from the 2nd District. Always a pleasure to have him on the show. He joins us uh, more than not every Wednesday at 3.35 until 4 o'clock. Let's talk about what's going over in Syria, Congressman. Not good. No, of course, we're in eight years of butchery by Bashar al-Assad, who, just like his dad, is a uh, Hitler wannabe. He's just a murderer of his own people, backed by Hezbollah in in Lebanon and Iran fully, and the Russians. And so people who are left in Syria, who have not fled or been killed, are huddled up on the Turkish border in Idlib province. And this touches Arkansas, Dave, because Muaz Mustafa, who's the executive director of the Syrian Emergency Task Forces from Hot Springs. And last week he told me and said, this is the end. Uh, the regime is now invading uh, Idlib province that has about a million people in it. 400,000 are on the run. They're packing in, trying to get out of uh, Syria into uh, Turkey. 500 people were killed just last week in this offensive. And let me tell you what this kind of guy is. The U.N. last week says that government airstrikes, which includes probably the Russians, 
struck health care facilities and ambulances 42 times. Wow. You know, this has been going on. This was a huge mistake of the Obama administration. Uh, and the EU sat on their hands. President Obama really didn't take action when action could have been taken. No, he drew, he drew, he drew a red line in the sand. Yeah, that everybody just walked over yeah. because we wouldn't enforce it. Um, and it's a mess. And that, uh, anyway, I just want to call attention. I want to thank our fellow Arkansan, Muaz Mustafa, who's raised money from Arkansan, has volunteers from all over the Europe and the United States, helping run a, a mother's clinic in Idlib province, a kindergarten, a daycare, and all those people are in danger. And so we need to keep them in our prayers. But I asked, I, I continue to ask the uh, Trump administration to uh, get with Europe, get with Russia, and try to end the bloodshed in Syria. Yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to end over there. That is just know, such I mean, a quagmire. It is, and it's you know, as you know, it's gotten worse. We have yep. Al Qaeda units in Idlib province. We have uh, the Nusra Front, uh, and. But the bottom line is we've allowed Russia and Iran to back Assad systematic cleansing, you know, of his country. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. So we'll 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 depend on you to keep us up to date on this because there's really you know, when you watch the news reports, they don't make a whole lot of sense. What you just told us made a whole lot of sense, but news reports do not. Well, you just uh, look at the pictures on YouTube of barrel bombing sarin gas and what it does to children laying out in the street. I mean, uh, Assad is should be convicted of war crimes. Uh, he's far and away racked up uh, a horrible record there. We have legislation that we've passed in the House. It's recently now passed the Senate, a new version of it, but Nancy Pelosi will not bring it to the House floor to uh, provide the kind of punishment that we should of, of the Assad regime. All right, let's move from that. Let's move to another area that is on fire right now, and that's Hong Kong. It's They had a million people or more in the streets last night, uh, Congressman. Uh, the, the Chinese keep threatening they're going to really, really crack down, hopefully not in a, in a Tiananmen Square type, type of way, but I wouldn't put that past them, would you? No, I wouldn't put it past them. I want to say uh, a big change since we first talked about this a month ago uh, when the protest began. Over a law, by the way, Carrie Lam, who's the uh, Beijing puppet who serves as the lead government official in Hong Kong, had proposed extradition of people guilty of certain crimes in Hong Kong. They could be extradited to China for punishment. Well, that's completely not in keeping with the one country, two systems agreement when Hong Kong returned to Chinese rule back in 1997. If she'd had a little humility, maybe this could have potentially been avoided, but she didn't, and it's a crisis. Uh, And I'm fearful about uh, what might happen, but I want to say the big difference is I appreciate President Trump speaking out uh, forcefully last week, suggesting that um, President Xi in no way should turn this into a a bloodbath and that he should meet with the protesters and get uh, the economic system, the political system back on an even track in Hong Kong. Well, let me ask, Congressman, and this is the tough question. I mean, bottom line is this. How do we deal with China in this situation when they they owe so they own so much of our debt? 
I mean, they're they're financing the buildup of their navy with interest that they're making off of our debt. Yeah, you know that our economies are intertwined yeah. terrifically. Uh, our uh, their savings has funded our economic growth and our budget growth. And so it's always a tricky situation, made more tricky by the fact that they're now a military and geopolitical rival as opposed to a developing country mm-hmm. that we are having better economic ties with. It makes it very touchy. I would just say for both countries, you need, we need, and China needs, a successful outcome of our trade negotiations, and we need a essentially an understanding, if you will, uh, globally, uh, because to be ramping up as rivals militarily on top of the economic challenges is not something that will benefit uh, our globe. Last question. Uh, I, I know that we're thinking about selling some F-16s to Taiwan. Good idea? I think it is. Yes, I do think it's a good idea. This is in keeping with longstanding policy going back to 1979. Uh, on our relations with Taiwan as a uh, independent uh, country, something that is part of the exact conversation we're having, which is urging China to open up, be more respectful of other conditions and other uh, regional situations, such as free and open passage in the South China Sea and not militarize it, not block open shipping not intimidate their neighbors, and one of those neighbors is Taiwan, but we have a long-standing defense uh, relationship with, so I do support that decision. All right. We appreciate you, Congressman. Thanks for the time. A lot of information. Best wishes, Dave. We'll talk to you later. Happy golden anniversary, partner. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.